and boom goes the candle. <laughs> Back at it again, episode three, Theorist Lounge. Just talk on the Theorist Lounge with Guyani Pila. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? I know, 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 I know. You guys are angry at me. Where have you been? <laughs> to the three people that ask, where's the podcast? Shout out to you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where have I been? I missed the whole week of, uh, week and a half actually, of uh, podcasting. Uh, your boy was sick. Your boy was sick. And I, I, I thought it was the corona. I don't know. Still, I haven't tested. <laughs> I had a chest infection, y'all. Fudge. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a scare. It was a bit of a scare. Uh, but um, my doctor gave me antibiotics. I'm getting better. Uh, it was a week's treatment. So, yeah. Hey. Yeah, guys, it's rough times, hey? I had to stop everything and I was like, I'm isolating. And I had to isolate myself from you guys. We don't want you guys catching it over the waves. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, yeah, that's where I've been, guys. Uh, but have I been thinking uh, while watching everything from my cell phone and laptop and bed and stuff like that? Uh, and playing a couple of computer games, I've been thinking. And today I knew I was going to podcast. But then I had this dream. And in, have you ever had one of those dreams like where you where you like, yo, this is such a provocative dream. I can't wait to tell the viewers about it. And I thought I had like meaning and all of those things. And then you wake up and then you realize, what the hell was I thinking? What was that dream all about? It was, <laughs> what was that dream all about? It was, it was rubbish. I thought I was going to tell you some great grand deception that's being given to us and so on and it's just it's just a dream sometimes dreams are random i know dreams have meaning but sometimes really dreams are just yo and my wife is into those when when she wakes up and she's like dude let me tell you about my dream and then i was here and then i was there and you're like dude like <laughs> i just want to sleep sometimes dreams are just you know random they just manifestations of whatever the hell like the chemicals in your brain are, are, are putting you to sleep in but if dying is like dreaming then yeah dying shouldn't be half bad because dreams are always like for me <clears throat> personally dreams are always like 80 percent good 80% good, except for those, you know, nightmares and stuff. Dreams are always 80% good. So what are we going to be talking about today? Uh, main topic is going to be <clears throat> my theory on unemployment in South Africa. Uh, that was what last I left you guys with. We were going to talk about unemployment. Uh, the, the discussion on was Leon Schuster... Uh, uh, being unconsciously racist with these films and should he be, you know, uh, left out or she apologized, that, that, that garnered a lot of debates. Uh, so shout out to you guys that, that really texted, called, there was voice notes, there was, yeah, it was, it was a big one. So today we'll be talking about unemployment. Um, but before I, we go into, uh, unemployment. I actually, I need to stick to script day. Eh? After dreams, I wanted to talk about, you know, um, in, uh, what, what was the year? 
2007, 2007, I read this book. The guy that was my mentor at the time gave me this book. Uh, a book by Dr. Rebecca Brown. It was called uh, Prepare for War. He he gave me this book. He gave my friend now at the time uh, this other book called He Came to Set the Captives Free. Ooh. We were young at that time, bro, but we were into some wild stuff, reading. Uh, I used to read things on uh, telepathy, telekinesis, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, somehow, some way, this book found me, and it, it, it stuck with me for the longest of times, this book. Uh, if you haven't read the book... Uh, and you are not you are a spiritual person. I would suggest reading that book because it woke me up to so many things. Whether we like it or not, uh, this is my view. It, it it really did open me to 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 a couple of uh, what I knew. I knew, but I didn't know. Like she 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 put like the 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 the, the wording next to it. She labeled it. You know, <clears throat> there's like a spiritual world out there, guys. You know. We're living in the physical, but then there's a spiritual war. Why I'm telling you this is because we are in special times, you know. Uh, you need to, you, you need to uh, not only be physically, but mentally uh, f uh, and spiritually fit to, to, to fight whatever you need to fight for. You need to fight for life. You know, I always believe that um, death comes when you accept it. When you say, I am ready, you know. Uh, you know, you could call bullshit on me. I, I can also call bullshit on myself. Like some other people don't have that luxury, like when you're in a car accident or whatever. But I always feel like if somebody has the will to live, if you have that will to say not yet, you get what I'm saying? To say not yet. And obviously the fight is a bit tougher for others than other people, you know, when you've suffered and you've endured so long and you're just willing to say, you know what, dude, I can leave this earth. That's, that's the, you know, that's when you can accept death. But death comes to those who, who, who accepts it. Uh, I've always kind of believed in that. So, spiritual war. What was this book? Imagine, uh, I don't know, what, what, how old was I? 15-year-old uh, me or 16-year-old me reading a book that tells you yo uh, first of all just full disclosure i'm not trying to to ostracize anybody out there whether whatever your belief is you're always welcome to the theorist lounge theorist lounge is where we come to theorize i can i can listen to anybody you guys that's one thing about me <clears throat> i'm a i'm an open thinker i think i listen you get what i'm saying so if you have theories if you if you if you are if you want to theorize, we can sit down and I will listen, truly listen. You get what I'm saying? So there I am, 16-year-old me gets this book. And how did Prepare for War come? It came with a sword. <laughs> there was a sword holding, an angel holding a sword, a big giant sword. And it said Dr. Rebecca Brown. And I wasn't prepared for what I was about to read because we were dabbling in telekinesis. And uh, believe it or not, guys, if you dabble in these things and you dabble long enough, these things happen, guys. We were practicing uh, things that we didn't even know were, were like dark, you know. And 
at that time, Google had come in. Well, in our, into our world, you know, those who were more tech savvy, Google came in early 90s. Guys, YouTube for us was like 2009, 2008, you know, some of us. Uh, <clears throat> so at that time, um, Google had come in and we were learning about the school that, you know, blogs were posting about these kids that were pushing things with their minds. And if you, you know, they'd even give you how-to manuals. The internet was that unfiltered and un gated now you know it was an open internet as it was intended to be you know you you would get a whole library and we were reading things on like you know when you read things like uh how to practice telekinesis they'll tell you imagine a hand pushing uh, a small light object put a piece of paper on the table and you imagine at your hand coming out from your forehead and pushing this paper pushing this paper and you need to practice this and it obviously won't happen uh your first try so try it and then after a month of trying and trying something's gonna happen and na, 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 you know and we were dabbling into these things and we didn't know we we, we genuinely didn't until you know uh, 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 a shout out to septic spits he was like oh check out this book he gave me a bunch of books honestly it wasn't was it him even that gave us Prepare for War? Yeah, it was. It was him. Let me give it uh, Septic Spitz Jagan Kanji is what he used to go by. But now he goes by his government name somewhere. He's somewhere in Asia. I see him dating an Asian chick. Uh, <laughs> uh, he goes by his real name, which is uh, 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 Senzeni, you know, Zandile over there. So shout out to you. Gave me books like Credo Uh at that time, I couldn't even believe. He gave us Credemontois later on, and we learned about the the, the, the you know African culture and how Credemontois thought uh, we came from. Uh, we were enslaved by these Chitauri lizard people, and you know, it, I I had an interesting uh, teen uh, growing up because I read a lot, you know. So anyway, back to Dr. Rebecca Brown, and and why it's important today. Uh, <clears throat> So, here she is uh, stating, oh, oh, sorry, let me backtrack. Hey, you know my mind, it, it goes all over the show. So, we're pushing this piece of paper with our, this imaginary mind and, and so on and so on. And this other day, guys, I shit you not, I shit you not, <laughs> I honestly thought I saw the piece of paper move. I remember going back to school, uh, talking to Swift, uh, then went by Swift, now goes by Kotazo. You know, guys, we were rappers. Now we're going by our government names. I, I won't say my name because it still lingers out there. <laughs> but I'm trying to go professional. I go by Uyani Bila. So anyway, I, I, I told Swift that my kid at school, I'm like, yo, I thought Swift was like bullshit. But I, I honestly thought I saw like that piece of foil or paper or whatever I was pushing get pushed. So this book lands on my head and like immediately, guys, I kid you not. I don't know what you call this phenomenon. It was talking. She, 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 she was talking, I think page 50 or something. It was talking about what I was doing. And it explained why this thing was demonic. She said, when you get introduced into uh, telepathy or telekinesis, they'll tell you, you know, uh, 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 imagine a hand coming from your forehead. And what's actually happening there, it's your spirit. It's your spirit that's moving this piece of object. Uh, 
you know, because your 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 body's made of uh, the the whole anatomy in you. The, the the body's the casing, and then you have your mind, and then you have your spirit or the soul. You know, uh, uh, mind, body, spirit, and soul. Or is it three or four? One of those two. Anyway, so it was there, and she was like, "The spirit moves the piece of paper." But here comes where it becomes tricky, right? It's when you start doing it so much, when you start doing it so much that now from, from teaching your spirit to push this piece of paper, you're going to obviously get stronger at this. You, you start moving your, your, your spirit to, 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 to move that piece of cardboard over there. You get what I'm saying? It, it moves. And then uh, from, from moving that, you're going to tell it to move that, uh, I don't know, uh, piece of glass over there. And then the distance gets longer. And then soon, sooner or later, uh, the gap between your spirit and body uh, becomes big enough for demons to intercept. And then it's no longer you that is moving, your spirit rather, moving that object. It's, 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 it's a demon. <clears throat> and they play this link. And eventually, they lead your spirit astray. And then... Uh, as they lead your spirit astray, they're doing all these commands that you're thinking of. And then you think, you know, uh, you, you're doing all these cool things. Can't you know? Your spirit is gone. And then when you die, you, you, you don't know where the hell you're going to be. You could be in outer space or in a realm that you do not, you know, they could use your spirit in whatever ways. I say this not to scare you because <clears throat> it, it, it was quite scary, but it was it was a revelation, guys. I would say read this book, uh, you know, because it also talked about yoga and what you do what you when you practice yoga. And it, it made so much sense. Like, uh, I'm not trying to convert you into Christianity or whatever. But what she said over there, uh, and it wasn't like a how-to manual. It was about her adventures. Because uh, little did I know that this book that she had given me, uh, that uh, a septic had given me, was a sequel to a book called uh, he came to set the captives free, which my friend was reading at the time. So, um, yeah, my friend was reading that book at the time, and it was about uh, how Gena, uh, Rebecca Brown, and she she tells you that this is the truth. Believe it or not, this, these are the adventures I went through. Uh, it's about it's, it's it's a whole story about how um, this lady, uh, Rebecca Brown. Uh, was summoned by God to go save this Elaine lady who was meant to be the the bride of Satan or whatever, right? She was like this head demon cultist lady and she went to go save her. And now the... So in my adventures in the part two, uh, we were going through the adventures of them uh, trying to to rehabilitate Elaine. Uh, at the time, I didn't know, but I was I was picking up on the story quite. Oh, it's like oh, this is happening, uh, and then this, you know. So, I I say all of this because I was watching the Epstein documentary on Netflix, guys. Hi, yay, yay! You know, from 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 a, a normal eye. Watching that documentary, if you haven't seen or heard about this whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, <clears throat> and why we're talking about it is because uh, Ghislaine, the, the right-handed lady of uh, Jeffrey Epstein, got arrested. Uh, 
if you haven't heard about it, Jeffrey Epstein was this multi-billionaire dude, right? Billions, guys. You know, uh, even one billion is too much money. But anyway, he was a multi-billionaire uh, philanthropist, went around the world. But on the side, he was trafficking young teens, teenage prostitution, and also... Uh, 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 raping and, and, and molesting all these uh, uh, girls. So on surface value, upon looking at it, you think, oh, rich boy gone wrong or whatever. But as I was looking and I was like, the patterns that were being shown here, this guy not only like, it, it wasn't like he was uh, just one girl or, or, or like 10 that he was... Um, you know, molesting and all of these things. Uh, mind you also why this is also important because he had a bunch of celebrities that he was supposedly blackmailing with and extorting them. Uh, or if you want to believe that, or they did it out of their free will, you know, he had a private island where he would fly celebrities, the likes of Bill Clinton, who's flown over there, close to 20 whatever times. You know, this is all public record. There's a bunch of lists. I'm even afraid of saying, like, these names, guys. You would be shocked. You would be shocked. One of which also now, Prince Andrew, the, 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 the son of the sitting queen, molested this uh, 14-year-old girl on one of the islands and stuff. They had a, a Playboy mansion for little kids where they were molesting kids, you know? So on surface value, you would think, hey, you know, I, it's just these uh, abuse of power, whatever, whatever. But then upon closer look, I remembered about that book, guys. I remember look, reading that book and I was like, these guys are, are doing some cultic shit. It's no longer, you can't get to a point where 400 women are, are freaking saying you, you, 400 kids, sorry, rather, let me say that, molested them and, you know. Uh, what, what triggered me, if you've seen the documentary, was when this other girl, uh, she was 20-something when she was being, she was raped uh, a lot of times by this Jeffrey Epstein guy. <clears throat> and she's on the documentary and she says, she looks away from camera and she says you know this guy on this island did things to me no other human should ever do to another human and i was like hold up hold up and she she teared up she, you know you could feel the fear like she couldn't even relive those things she you know and i looked at that i was like ah yeah yeah, yeah. That was the thing that, that, that triggered that. There was something special here uh, that was happening that's deeper, guys. You get what I'm saying? That was on a spiritual level that these guys were doing that, that you would never understand. So without scaring you or trying to go too much into the weird zone, because I could, <laughs> I could dwell a bit uh, more into that uh, spiritual side, weird zone. Always be careful out there, you know. We are... We are in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a spiritual warfare. Also, also talking about those old books, it's what I'm seeing these days, you know. I'm, I'm starting to wonder and think, like, guys, is it healthy to even watch the news anymore? You know, you know you have a diet 
you have a food diet where you where you where you eating. Uh, you need to eat healthy, or else you're gonna be unhealthy. You know, you need to 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 keep that diet. Your mind also has a diet as well, and whatever you feed your mind, uh, you, you will also reap the rewards of, right? Uh, in the in one of the books uh, by Credo, he talks about these people, the Chitauri, uh, the Chitaur, you know, and how these uh, alien lizards, right, fed off fear. They would they would legit uh, scare you to a point where fear is their energy. I think about Monsters, Inc. as well. Wink, wink. You know, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. But like, imagine in this day and time, imagine if what Credo was saying when he was talking about these Chitauri people and how they fit of fear. Don't you think in this day and age right now that we are living on the coronavirus epidemic and how people are having anxiety attacks and everything left, right, and center, how much Fear is going around on the earth. Who benefits? There is a spiritual element to this, guys. You know, there was this... I once had this other guest, guys. You know, when it comes to, to spiritual things, sometimes me, hey, I have a... <laughs> I have an interesting life. But I, 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 I once told God, I was like, you know what? Uh, yeah, can we chill on the on these things sometimes, you know? Because I... I I, me, I'm not cool. I'm not ready. You know, I once had this guest at my house, brought randomly by one of my friends, uh, Ninja. And, you know, this girl, we had an interesting dinner. One day I'll explain to you. And she, I've only seen her once or twice. She came, she had dinner, and we had the most interesting of conversations that sustained me. It sustained me till, like, yo, uh, yeah, months to come. One of the things she said, though, because she was also quite spiritual, she said, "God, in 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 God's language or, or or in God's heart, there is no room for fear." You know, he 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 he. She said something along those lines that 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 fear is not a language of God. So once you fear, you're going on the other side, and so it 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 comes to me, you know that. You know, they, they're trying to, 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 to make us fear. If you switch on the news at any point, oh my gosh, guys, I'm going to have, like, I'm having so much trouble with mainstream media. Sorry. Oh, microphone. Work with me. Work with me, Mike. Well, there we go. I'm having so much trouble with uh, mainstream media now where I'm, I'm asking myself, I'm like, guys, so you guys are milking off people's, like, fear. If if you look at it and you're like, ah, guys, we cannot every day, Joe. How how much health comes from you learning every day? Another person has died. We all dying. Everybody's dying. You get what I'm saying? Like we know this, guys. We we genuinely know this. How about you tell us how to live? How do we survive? You know. So shout out to all those positive people that are sending positive messages to say. This is how I'm dealing with it, you know, meditate, breathe. Uh, this is how I'm dealing with it, you know, drink this, eat that, be healthy. You know, you know how much more lives we would have saved if we were broadcasting, guys, if you eat vitamins and you build up your immune system, 
you can beat this, you can beat this, is not a death sentence. If we sent up more positive vibes and more positive vibrations into the air, you know, um, it could, it could, it could, it could do so much more. You get what I'm saying? Like, there could be so much more uh, lives being saved out there. I'm not saying the pandemic doesn't exist. Of course it does exist. Ah, I personally also fear it. But I feel like we need to send out more positive vibes into this atmosphere. Uh, I had a conversation with uh, Black Mist, uh, an interview. <laughs> I'm still afraid to, to, to air, but... Um, because we talked about a lot of crazy things. Some, some, some of you guys are not. As much as open-minded as I am, I learned that the world is not as open-minded as uh, other people. So in one of the conversations we had, he said, you know, in Africa in the day, uh, people used to, if somebody did bad, right, uh, they would surround that somebody and, and chant and sing and, 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 and yell praises of how good you are. And they would get rid of that negative vibe, you know, because they understand it's a spirit and not who you are. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's crazy talk. But it's all about that. And if you read books like The Secret and whatnot, and you read in between the lines, it's all about vibrations. It's about what's happening. What is your aura? You know? Okay, Yesi, uh, we're almost at 30 minutes. I've been ranting about preparing for war. And I want you guys genuinely to prepare for war because we are, whether we like it or not, I feel like we've crossed over to the um, uh, an alternate universe. I wake up every day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm still in this alternate universe. Um, I'm still stuck in this alternate universe and it looks like it's not changing. I feel like some somebody took over. <laughs> we we split alternate universes, and then some some Buyani got the better side where there was no co Corona um, living. But then, whether we like it or not, we in this alternate universe, and this is what life is now. And you need to know. You need to pick up that sword, that spiritual sword, and you need to prepare for war because it's war. It's war whether you like it or not, and you need to strap up your boots, bro. You need to strap up your boots and be prepared psychologically, mentally, you know. Every day you go out there, it's a war. And it's a spiritual war. And I'm telling you, grab positive vibes. Know and read between the lines, you know. That's just my little theory on um, <laughs> the Epstein. The Epstein. I thought uh, they were doing some, some cultic things, you know. Uh, so, yeah, let, let, let me talk about um, a little thing that's happening that I'm seeing also in line with this whole pandemic thing. Uh, I saw a video waking up. I always wake up to my gallery because I hate going on WhatsApp because all the messages and, and stuff sent to me via WhatsApp always ends up on my gallery. Anyway, I saw a video. I don't know who sent it, whichever group, it could be my family group or my friends or whoever. Most likely my family group because, yeah, those people share. Uh, they sent um, a video of this man at clicks uh, not wanting to wear a mask, right? 
And um, he was yelling at people, you can't tell me what to do. No, 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 no. You know, and it's been this fight I've been seeing happening um, online. Should people wear masks? No masks. No, no, no. The science behind it and all of these things, you know. And look, I have to bring in logic into this uh, conversation. And look, I've been on both sides again. I always do this for you guys and for myself. I go, uh, why wearing a mask is good? And I also go, why wearing a mask is bad? And I've heard. Uh, I've heard arguments that say it, masks don't even stop the coronavirus, you know, because uh, it's 0.5 mil long and whatever. And even a true N95 mask uh, could not stop uh, the virus coming in, etc., etc. And then and I also heard the, the argument where people are saying, you know, uh, even if it doesn't stop it, it helps uh, X amounts of percent, maybe 20% of the virus won't come in as much, blah, 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 all those things, you know. My thing is this, guys. Let's just respect each other. It boils down to respect. You get what I'm saying? Um, if somebody's wearing a mask, respect enough that they, these, this person is wearing a mask. You get what I'm saying? Not because you're not wearing a mask, you want to come in front of them and breathe all over them. No, respect me. It's my personal space. If you don't want to wear a mask, fine. You get what I'm saying? I think it's like that. Let, let it be like that. If you don't want to wear a mask, it's, it's okay. But respect those that are wearing a mask and also give them the distance they deserve and they are pleading. They don't need to go into the world and, you know, we already scared shitless. Everybody's scared shitless. Just because you're trying to, you know, they call it virtue signaling and all of those things, trying to show that I'm the man, I can walk around without a mask and all those things. It's all good. I mean, even those that are virtue signaling that they, you know, I'm right, I'm wearing a mask. No, 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 no. You know, um... Let's just respect each other. If you don't want to wear a mask, I, I can hang out with you. It's all good. Let's just respect each other. Keep a distance. We can talk from a distance. You, know, you get what I'm saying? All of those things. It's just, it's just the respect thing, guys. It doesn't have to be a, should it? Should I? What not? I even heard that guy saying, hey, it's at court to this thing. You can't tell me. No, 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 no. It, it, got, it had to get to a point where it's going to court, guys. Money is being spent while the economy is collapsing. It's collapsing. We are going to court to go argue whether I should or should not. You get what I'm saying? If you are going into an establishment like Clicks as well, and they're saying, please wear a mask, it's their building, dude. It's not yours. You get what I'm saying? If, I, if I'm going into your house and you say, we any at our house, we take off the shoes at the door. Guess what I'm going to do if I want to enter that house? You get what I'm saying? I'm going to take off my shoes because it's your house. You get what I'm saying? If you're at your house and you don't want to wear a mask or willy-nilly, go ahead. It's your house. You know, I think it, it's, it's, a, it's a basic form of respect, guys. It, it, it just boils down to that. Let us respect each other. You get what I'm saying? So that's my take on uh, this whole uh, hot take on should we or should we not wear masks? Uh, it's a simple thing. I think uh, if it boils down to respect. Now, let's go to the main topic. Uh, guys, you know, I'm trying not to play uh, <laughs> music anymore. Because uh, my wife, yeah. Even though I don't have sponsorship and I don't owe anyone whatever, and I'm not making money, uh, people are still saying, "But you don't don't use music." 
you know, send me a shout out if you feel like I should bring back my, you know, classic music back. If you want to hear about Brahima Segela, what you cool and so on and the likes. Send me a little text and be like, bring back the music, bro. You know? So for now, I'm just going to have to play this little generic. Uh, let, let me find another, another, another. Yes, see. Let's try to find another uh, soundtrack for you guys. Uh, as we move on to our next topic, unemployment. Royalty-free music. You are tuned into the theorist. Just talk. You are tuned into just talk on the theorist lounge with Wiani Bila. You are tuned into just talk on the theorist lounge with Wiani Bila. Welcome and relax. So, um, yeah, unemployment in South Africa, guys. In 2015, unemployment stood at, uh, I think 2015 is when Jacob Zuma was still president. I am not going to make it political. I, it was on an incline all along. But anyway, uh, it was at 25.16%. And then as of June, <clears throat> as of June, uh, businesstech.co.za reported unemployment at 30.1% in South Africa. And how many are we in South Africa? We like 55 million? 30% of 55 million? That's a lot of million people. A lot of millions unemployed people out there, guys. A lot of millions of unemployed people out there. Um, ironically, I wanted to talk about this <coughs> Uh, and then uh, 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 this week, Vustembawai uh, like did a rant about the economy. And then Vustembawai did a rant uh, on uh, social media, talking about how the economy has fallen to, you know, a crap. And I supported everything that he had to say on that uh, video. Where he was like, "The world would be better off without politicians." And you better not tell us about apartheid because you guys had 20-something, 26 years or something to, to rectify this and you still haven't. And we need to hold people accountable. Because the economy is crap. And we can't be sitting at 30... 31% of people in South Africa, guys, do not know the luxury of a paycheck. And most of those are youth. We are talking about people that are, you know, uh, under the age of 35. Most of those 30%, talking millions and millions of people, unemployed. 
So what's going on here? Let me give you my theory. <clears throat> uh, first, I wanted to acknowledge, like, have you, have you ever noticed, guys, that our generation, guys, our generation, something, okay, I said I, I squarely agree with, 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 with Fusi. 100%. Our, our economy, nobody has, it's been a grub fest in South Africa and everybody's been seeing it. You get what I'm saying? And we have legit the biggest gap, the biggest gap between the rich and the poor. It's, if not the biggest, it, it, it is the biggest in the world. It's so appalling. All you have to do is look at Santin and Alex. There is a literal line that says, we, they are the uber rich. You get what I'm saying? They are the uber, uber rich. And then they are the uber poor. And we have to also acknowledge, I know we can't say, hey, and it's apartheid and all of that. We, we can't make those excuses. But it is a factor. It was a factor. You get what I'm saying? But to, to, to the politicians, what, what, what are you doing to, 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 to fix this? Uh, my theory was like, there's this generation, guys. I don't know, man. I think uh, late 80s, late 80s or early 80s onward to the early 90s this generation can't outdo what their parents did we cannot go buy houses we cannot buy cars and I'm talking about uh, obviously majority if we looked at the demographics maybe I'll google it just now of that 30% of unemployment people is, is people of color Black people, colored people, you get what I'm saying? People of color are heavily unemployed in South Africa. Why is it that we cannot, we, we, we do not know the luxury of having a medical aid? Why is it that we do not know the luxury of, uh, of, of freaking just, you know, buying a house, renting a house? We, 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 no, actually, we are the biggest in renting. There's, there's, there's super zero ownership. And at some point also, I have to say, guys, some of the things, it's on us. I'm not saying everybody that's unemployed, you know, deserves to be unemployed and so on. But the bar in South Africa has been set so low. The bar has been set so low. You know, it's just the whole co mixed concoction. Let's start, you know, it used to be a thing that <laughs> if you have metric, you, you, you'll be cool. You know, metric is nothing now. Metric is like super, super, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's nothing. You get what I'm saying? But then now also a diploma or a degree. Now we're in a new world, we're in this digital world where we were told, uh, I remember uh, 2010, whatever, hey, go study accounting. And nah, 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 nah. Uh, we were told, you know, to go into those force, uh, forces and so on. And now all those jobs are running out, even engineering jobs. I'm hearing engineers say, dude, it's tough. You get what I'm saying? We, we, it's, it's a whole new world. It's a whole digital world where if you cannot compete digitally, if you cannot, uh, uh, they said this four years ago that the, the, the new, the new uh, mandatory language is going to be coding. 
those that are on the PCs, those who know how to do uh, coding, who know how to do websites, who know, that is the new wave. And what about those that just can't and just aren't interested in, in it? Guys, it's, it's, it's a tough one, bro. It's a tough one. You know, Vos Tembokwai said, but I, 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 I bring it back to our politician. I, you know, most of the problems fall squarely on them. He said, we import toothpicks. How can we import toothpicks, guys? How are we, as a country, importing toothpicks? I don't understand. What happened to, 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 to the industrialization of, of the country? You know, we sit around in townships where it was an industrial complex. There was an industrial revolution. Why there were townships in the beginning? Because there were factories that needed to, 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 to be ran. Most people, unfortunately, it's the truth. I'm going to whisper, you know, most people were employed under apartheid, whether we like it or not. There was job creation. Why is there no longer job creation here? And we can bicker all we want. You know, I saw this post on Facebook and I had to Google it myself. You know, but they were trying to embellish. Uh, I, I, I did my, my own research where they were like, hey, Tanzania. Let me see if I can find the screenshot. They were like, Tanzania uh, has a population close to ours, which is 55 million and so on and so on. And they never had a lockdown and their cases are five cases of coronavirus and uh, only a few people died or something like that. It was, it was some embellishment like that. Uh, the coronavirus, that's were, 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 were bullshit, right, about Tanzania. But there was a stat there that I looked at and I was like, I can't believe this. It said Tanzania has 1% unemployment rate. For an African country, I was like, no way. Let me check. Guys, I kid you not. I kid you not. You can look this up, right? 2018, unemployment rate in Tanzania was 1.9%. 2017, it was 1.94%. 2016, it was 2%. 2015, it was 2.12%. These guys are reducing the unemployment rate out of the wazoo. How is it that Tanzania, and we're supposed to be the breadwinner of Africa, right? We feel ourselves that much, right? Right? We are, we are, we are the, 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 the beacon of light that feels itself, we, you know, in Africa. How come their unemployment rate is at 1% and their population rate is the same as us? What are we doing that's wrong? What are we doing that's wrong, guys? I know, no, 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 no. So let me uh, conclude. I'm going to conclude, guys, by saying, you know, we should stop depending on people. You know, we should stop depending on people. And it's very important that small businesses start growing. And which is what I'm seeing. Uh, when I look at social media, I'm seeing people, young people, uh, building restaurants. Uh, the hoods are getting very bougie with the, you know, making pizzas and, you know, uh, donuts and all these creative uh, desserts and stuff like that. We need more. And we need to support more local businesses. We need to support more, more smaller businesses. We need to support those. 
We need to get this economy going, guys. And it, 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 it we can, you know, uh, blame it on the politicians all we want. But at the end of the day, they have the power and they, they obviously aren't planning to do sh about it. You get what I'm saying? So what are we going to do? You know, I like saying, you know, you can call the police all you want. But if you're not protected in your own house, you know, when the, when the criminals rock up into your home, bro, it's going to take those guys 20 minutes to come and save you, bro. You need to be your own savior. You need to be prepped to the T. You get what I'm saying? Because you, at the end of the day, it's on you. It's on us. What are we doing to make sure our economic stance is better? So... Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's leave it there, guys, for today. You get what I'm saying? This was the Theorist Lounge. Just talk on the Theorist Lounge with Wiani Bila. Just talk on the Theorist Lounge with Wiani Bila. Thank you so much for rocking with me. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. Your boy will be back. Thank you so much for this episode. Uh, next week, what are we going to be talking about? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Oh, man. We'll be talking about the environment. There's elephants dying. There's elephants dying in Botswana, guys. There's elephants dying in Botswana. I don't know why. Nobody knows why. 300 elephants have been dying mysteriously and they're not being poached, guys. They're not being poached. Is, the, is it a new disease on the horizon? Yeah, ne? We'll see. 